Welcome to Ground Zero. What's going on, you guys? I'm Ronnie. And this is Amanda. And this is Ground Zero. Now, we kind of debated on how we wanted to start the first episode and where we wanted each episode to continue. Um, I think we decided that we're going to start here uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, where we're located, and kind of cover each topic with conspiracy theories, missing 411. Um, paranormal, paranormal uh, just cults, Bunch of weird stuff. just weird, <laughs> strange stuff, and kind of branch out from there and then go on to the next state and cover from there. Yep. So where do you want to begin? Um, I'm thinking the werewolves of Werewolf Springs. Okay. In White Bluff, Tennessee. Yes, White Bluff. Which is only about an hour from here. Yeah, yep. We actually been there. We went to Montgomery Bell State Park. Yep. Uh, we were actually trying to look for the werewolves, mm-hmm. and we filmed it, and we put a video on our YouTube channel, Beyond Paranormal TV. Yep. We'll have to go back. Yes, we need to go back, and then hopefully find something this time. We're going to find that werewolf. Yes. All right, so... The werewolf of Werewolf Springs. Yes. That's the area of Hall Springs, so Werewolf Springs, it's the nickname. The locals nicknamed it after, I guess, the sightings of werewolves around there. Yeah, which started in the late 1860s when a circus train derailed around where Montgomery Bell State Park is now. Okay. And then if I remember right, like all the animals just, like when the train wrecked, the animals, the animals just escaped. Like escaped. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Including two creatures that were known as the wolfmen of Borneo. Like half men, half wolf? Yep. So all the circus workers I ended up recovering like, all of the animals. Like gathering them. All the animals up. Yeah, they captured them all. Except for... The werewolves. The wolfmen. Right, and then now, I guess, what, a couple years later, these, like, this farmer or landowner or something... uh, Yeah, him and his hired hand, they were traveling in their horse and buggy down, down an old country road around this area... And they were heading from what is now the Burns area to a homestead near the Harpeth River. I heard this one. This is like where they, I guess they were being stalked or something? Yeah, they said they were being stalked by a wild creature. Ooh. So they were trying to go, you know, faster and faster trying to get away from it, but the creature right. just kept gaining on them and they couldn't lose it so they ended up abandoning their wagon now and why why would you abandon your wagon know. i don't know when the horses are going to be moving so much faster you would think but maybe i don't know yeah. i guess they i don't know maybe they just freaked out and thought maybe they could duck and weave around trees faster than a yeah, horse and buggy they took off through the woods but they ended up going in separate directions so which i mean i guess i would too i guess I, if you're that scared you're just gonna run you're, you're, you're not just gonna, gonna run about the other person no you're gonna leave them behind yeah. and hope that you make it out but the landowner said he ended up hearing like screams and pleas from the hired hand oh god like blood curdling screams 
So I mean, I mean, there's nothing that he could do about it though, because he's just hearing this in the woods, and he has no idea where they are or what to do. Yeah, and they never saw him again. And that's the first sighting. The first encounter. First encounter. And then. So after that, I guess. You know, the landowner went back and told everyone, so they got together this posse to go out and find the beast. This reminds me of, like... The Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who killed the beast? (laughs) Yep. I mean, maybe. So they got together. They headed to a clearing that was, I guess, where the landowner was so they went back there um and they found like i guess bones and stuff like of the victims i guess or animal or yeah it looked like the creature had been hunting this area okay so they tethered a goat oh poor goat yeah rest rest in peace goat (laughs) yeah they tied him up in the middle of the clearing and then they all hid nearby under cover. Wouldn't you be terrified though, like if you knew you were hunting this big beast? Yeah, what if it came up behind you? Right. Like yeah. it's been watching you this whole time. Like you're probably sitting out there, it's probably pitch black at night, and you're just yeah. sitting waiting. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's it's hard to say like how I'd feel in that moment, but I'd probably be terrified. Yeah. I would just be thinking it would just going to come me. up behind me. Yep. It'll rip me to shreds. <laughs> but then soon enough, a Sasquatch-like creature entered the clearing mm. and went straight for the goat. And this is a night. But they, I guess they could barely see this. So the men fired their weapons at the creature and then they lit up their lanterns to see if they got him. Let me guess. They didn't. They didn't. And the goat was gone. Golly. Yeah. So. And so were two members of their posse. Did they? So they spread it out? Their posse spread it out? Yeah, they were all spread out, like, around this clearing. Okay. Yep. My God. Yeah. So then, after all this, this one guy who was a big-time game hunter attempted to slay the beast. So he goes out. Is his name Gaston? Probably. I'm pretty sure it is. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes out to hunt down this beast. Yes, he goes out to this cabin, and he stays there. For two nights, and nothing happens. He doesn't hear or see anything. But then on the third night, he started hearing howling in the woods. Oh. Right outside of his cabin. Oh, right outside? Yeah. So he's looking out the windows, and he spots this creature, this beast. Now I wonder what he thought about it, like... Like, when you're hearing, like, howling, like, right outside your cabin. Yeah. He probably thought it was just a wolf at first. Right, yeah. I mean, if he's a big-time game hunter, he's probably not thinking anything, you know, like some crazy creature. He's probably just, oh, it's a wolf. Yeah. But he sees this beast out in the woods. So he takes aim from the window, and he fires his gun, but that only provoked it. And he came charging at the cabin. Oh, God. Yeah. And there was no place to hide in this cabin, so he just jumps up in the rafters. But then the beast broke through the door and came charging into the cabin. You know, that guy probably had a heart attack up in those rafters. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, like, this guy's sitting there waiting. Yeah. And this beast just bolts inside. 
Yeah. I mean, what's he gonna do? Well, he starts firing his gun, but it's like the bullets didn't even do anything. Didn't even phase it or anything. He just kept clawing at the hunter. Mm. Then after a few minutes, he ran out of ammo in his rifle, and all he had left was like two rounds in his pistol. But right before he had to use it, the creature ran off back into the woods. So, I mean, none of these, like, rifle rounds are even phasing this creature. I guess not. But he fled back into the woods because the sun started to rise. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a werewolf thing. Right, okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess he knew. He was like, well, sun's coming up. I gotta go. Yeah. (laughs) You lucked out. Yep. Man. I don't know. I couldn't imagine, like, if I'm sitting there with a rifle trying to take this creature down and none of these bullets are even phasing it. I mean, I don't think I'd ever step foot back in the woods ever again. No. I'd be done. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that's what a lot of people do that are, like, it kind of became, like, a big thing for the locals, you know, that they talk about the werewolf of Werewolf Springs. Yep. I'm sure there was plenty of people that tried to capture it or kill it or, you know. I'm sure, yeah. And this was like, you know, back in the 1800s and stuff. But not too long ago, I think it was in 2011, this guy named Sam Brown, a local teacher that grew up in the area in the 60s, and also worked for the Montgomery Bell Park for 23 years. Okay. He's he always heard like stories and legends of the werewolves. The so area. he's like becoming interested in the legend. I guess. But he was a boy scout in the 60s and he always explored and hiked and camped this area. Okay. And one day he was out hiking an old trail that began at this fire tower in the southernmost point of the park that led to a cemetery near the Springs. Werewolf Springs. Oh, a cemetery too. Yeah. Man. And then later in life he decided to return to this trail and he ended up going off the trail. So like he was searching for something. Uh, Sounds like it. And he came up on this cabin. Oh, cabin. Okay. I wonder if it's the same cabin. Right. He said it was abandoned and fallen in and like nice creepy cabin in the woods looks like it hasn't been lived in like probably since all that happened right but the outhouse was still standing (laughs) okay well that's good he could still use that yep and he also said it looked like it had been plowed like that like the area around the cabin yeah huh well, that's interesting. Yep. Something that looks that abandoned, but the ground being plowed around it. So, Sam Brown actually has another story about this creature. Okay. Near Lake Acorn, and that's around the park's inn. So, there must be, like, do you think... So, it got me thinking, like, over the years, there was a couple, like... Wolfman that escaped that yeah. circus train? Probably male and female, I guess. That That's what I was wondering, like, if they ended up getting these wolfmen, you know, male and female, and then now there could be multiples yep. over the years. So, Sam actually worked at the inn. Okay. That yeah. was Todd. <laughs> that was the werewolf. <laughs> that was the werewolf. <laughs> Um, Todd, you messed me up. 
So he worked at the inn. Yes, as security. Okay. So, on a very cold winter night, prior to retiring in 2004. Okay. And this is probably why he retired. Probably so. (laughs) He's like, screw this. Yeah. He said it was around one in the morning, and all of a sudden, he hears the most blood-curdling screams. Like, from a wild animal or something. Like, the animal's the one screaming, not what the animal's killing? I don't know. Maybe. But it was wild. (laughs) It was so wild. Wild. So he starts getting scared. And he's going all around this inn. I guess the inn? Like, what is he doing? Like, just patrolling? Trying to figure out what this screaming's coming from? Yeah, and locking all the doors and all the windows. Oh, so he's just more, like, freaking out than trying to, like, investigate it. Well, yeah. That would be, too. I don't know. He's security. Like, he's top dog or something, you know? Yeah, but he probably wasn't used to blood-curdling screams coming from the not. woods. Yeah, that's true. Probably not. Yep. He said the sound appeared to be coming from the edge of the lake, which is only like 150 feet away. Ooh. Yeah. But he never saw anything. And he never saw anything anywhere in the park in 23 years that he worked there. But he heard plenty of eerie sounds while walking through the woods at night. That's interesting. Wouldn't that be creepy to be a park ranger? Like, I was thinking about being a park ranger, but that would be creepy to have to patrol around the woods at night. Yeah, I mean, that's true, but we did go into the woods to film, like, looking for the werewolf and And stuff. And it was creepy. Well, I know it was creepy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, yeah, imagine having to do that, like, day in and day out, like, part of your shift. Like, have to go out at night to patrol. Especially knowing there's werewolf sightings in this area. Right, yeah. You're like working in. The local legend, you know, there's werewolves, and part of my job is I have to go into the woods at night to patrol. Mm-mm. I couldn't do it. Nope. I'm sure they're, I'm, I mean, I don't know. Especially by yourself. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure maybe, you know, they have, like, somebody with them, but maybe not. So there's another story that happened in 1920s. So this family came to this area of White Bluff and they decided to build their home. Okay. In the woods. You now is this, this one? This is the family that uh, he had like seven children. Yeah, this couple had like seven kids. And They thought they had found the perfect little spot. They started a farm. But then wasn't it like shortly after they started getting settled in that... they started to realize there was some strange stuff going on. Yeah, like, I didn't... I'm trying to think. I don't remember if it was like every night, but it was like happening like often enough to where it was like, you know, pretty crazy, like... They would hear, like, these blood-curdling screams, like, coming out of the woods. Every night. And it just kept continuing, continuing um, to the point where, you know, the husband, the father, uh, he didn't know what else to do, so he grabbed his rifle and charged into the woods to try to see what's going on. You know, like, where are these screams coming from? And then I think he, like, makes it, like through this forest you know up this all around their land right yeah searching everywhere gets into the forest like and then it's like quiet yeah like eerie quiet he starts hearing the screaming coming from behind him from their cabin and then he immediately panics starts charging his way out of the woods Mm mm-hmm gets back to the cabin and, and it's family. too late yeah it's too late his family's there um, 
whatever it was got to his family and they were just kind of scattered throughout the cabin. Body parts everywhere. Like something just went tore in there them apart. Tore them apart. I mean, what else could it be other than the werewolf? Yeah. Like there's legends of this creature called the White Screamer in this area too. Right, yeah. The uh the White Bluff uh White Screamer. Yep. But which some of these stories could be connected to. Right. But then the description of the white screamer is of a woman. Right, yeah. Kind of like La like Yorona. like yeah, the, right. spirit of a woman. Yeah, not so much like a... Not a creature. Creature, monster. So, I think White Bluff has... I think they have other like things going other on. things. Yeah, uh, White White Bluff is kind of like a hot zone for some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Um, if you ever, you know, if you're around Nashville area or you plan on visiting Nashville, I would definitely, um, if you could, make it out to Montgomery Bell State Park and check it out. See if you could. I think we should go back. I mean, I'm going to go back. And we should camp. At night. Yeah. Could you do that? Maybe. I probably could. I, yeah, maybe, maybe. Would you camp in a hammock or a tent? I would do a hammock. That way I could get out and start running faster. <laughs> so you could be eating faster. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like in a tent, I feel like we'd get like stuck in it and then try that to work time? the zipper. Yeah. We went camping. And At we night. Heard something. That's right. Forever ago, checking out our tent, and then you and remember then the we screaming, heard those screams, the freaking screaming. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's probably the werewolf. It could have been. Oh my god. Well, you have a story about a werewolf. I actually do. Um, now, you may, you guys may think I'm crazy. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm crazy anyway. So, <laughs> I do have a story. Uh, Bear in mind, uh, this story is kind of, it could kind of branch out into a bunch of different stories, but I'll go ahead and kind of focus on the werewolf side of it. Uh, probably, how, how many years ago do you think it was? We moved um, to this house in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Maybe four years ago? Yeah, probably, probably four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, now this house was built in 68, you know, it was a really old house, original. It was creepy too. Very creepy. That's why I said this story. story on that. Yeah. This story could branch out into other stories because I mean, it's just. later. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. But the werewolf story that I have for you, um, at the time, uh, my wife, she's, she's at work and, you know, I'm just around the house so I'm you know doing yard work I'm doing housework kind of you know just whatever and just out of nowhere I'm up you know upstairs in our room I'm doing laundry putting clothes away and I just hear this like gnarly growly screechy scream and first I'm not paying attention to it and then it's getting louder, so then my ears kind of like, oh, what is that? So I go to the window, I open up the window, and I'm looking out into our front yard. Now this house has 12 acres around it. The front yard's got some trees and stuff, but it's mostly open, and then the side yard and the backyard is pretty heavily wooded. So when I open up the window facing the front yard, I keep hearing these like gnarly scream things One's kind of deeper, and then one's kind of high pitch, and it was something that I've never heard before. And I'm just sitting there listening, and it keeps coming and coming. And then it breaks from the woods on the side of the house into the front yard. And I kid you not, I swear to you, this was a werewolf with a cub behind it walking across our front yard 
making its way, like, on the other side of the yard, back into the woods. And while I'm watching this, I'm so frozen in, like, shock of what I'm seeing. Looking back, I'm like, why didn't I, like, rush and grab a camera and film it or take pictures or something? Too bad you didn't. I wish I would have. I kid you not, this was like the beast. Like when I say the beast, it was a beast. Its back was probably, I would say probably five feet from the ground walking on all fours. And it was just like muscly and just insane. And then it had a cub following it, following from behind, or pup. But it was insane. I wish I would have been there. But from that moment forward, I didn't want to go outside at night. Not there. Yep. But like I said, this house has like multiple branches of different stories that we could tell you. Um, it's a creepy house. Very creepy house. Uh, creepy stories going along with it. But I'm a definite believer in werewolves because, especially seeing one there's with its a baby, lot of sightings. There's tons of sightings in like White Bluff area. Yeah. Um, like your story sounds like another one that I was reading. This guy was on his way home from work, and he was maybe ten minutes from his house. Okay. And he was coming up this big hill and all of a sudden he got a weird feeling so he started to slow down but he was thinking like this is a place that deer might jump out so he was thinking it was a deer okay so he's like slowing down like watching for animals yeah watching for like a deer to jump out okay he said he just felt like he was being watched or followed. Ooh, that's creepy. And there was no other cars around him. No other cars on this road. Okay. He got to the top of the hill and slammed on his brakes. Because as soon as he got to the top of the hill, this huge black, you said whatever you saw was black. Right, yeah. What I saw was black. Hairy thing. Yeah. Came walking across the road. He said it was so big, its back arched up kind of like a cheetah. Yes, yes. But it only but only a lot more than that. Like it had a really arched back. And that's right. what you said. Right, yeah. That's how mine yeah, the one that I saw, it's yeah. It's like hunched kind of yeah. arched. Had like this big like hump on its like back that's kind of crazy though like the way that they're describing it is what I saw he said if it would have stood up it would have probably been six to eight feet tall I was gonna say maybe eight feet tall yeah so he's thinking like it was crawling like you said but he's thinking it probably stands too because he said if it would have stood up it would have been six to eight feet tall or taller. Right. Well, because like when you like for me, when I saw this thing and I'm watching it walk, you could tell that it can stand up if it wants to. Yeah. Just the way that its legs are. And that sounds like a werewolf. Right. Not like a hybrid, like wolf hybrid or anything. No, no. It was definitely like werewolf. Yeah. And then he said there was another car he saw and he said he they definitely saw it too because they hit their brakes they said they both saw it and just sat there well they're probably in shock yeah the way i was because it's when you see something he says i know but i was in shock yeah because you're just frozen because it's like your your brain is trying to process what you're seeing mm-hmm. and you just can't move because they're like well why didn't you take pictures or videos 
you can't. Yeah. You're so frozen in like your brain trying to make sense of it that you're just watching it. Yeah. He said he has no idea what it was. It was not a dog. It was not a bear. Yeah. Dogs don't get that big yeah, or they don't have an arch like that. Right. And a bear, I mean, you're if you see a bear, you see a bear, you know it's a bear. He said the arms and the legs or whatever it had were so long. Yeah. That's what you said too. Yeah, it had really long legs. That's creepy. That's what I'm saying. Like He said when it was running, I guess it took off running. Okay. Um, he said the legs and arms were so long that it had to like throw them out to the side. Like like I guess of, how crabs walk. Kind of bent. Like bent. He had to bend them out just to run. See now the one that I saw, uh, he just kinda just walked across the yard into the woods. I guess he didn't feel the need to run. Well he probably didn't know anyone was around. But Plus, this thing having was, the pup with him. Yeah. This thing was probably like trying to run across just as fast as it could just to keep in cover right that is insane though how like close resemblance that is to what I saw yeah that was in um, Hamilton County and that's two and a half hours from us okay then there was another story about this guy that lives on Taylortown Road. I'm trying to think if I read this story. And that's in White Bluff. Okay. It sounds familiar, like I may have read this. Yeah. He was um, deer hunting. So he was out earlier in the day and he killed a buck. He had gutted him and had him hanging high from a large tree. I remember this one. In the back of his home. The guts had been placed in a wash tub. I guess to dispose of later. Right, yeah. I think he was just going ahead and just worried about the deer and then he was going to worry about every all the nasty later. Yeah. So that night he was sitting out on his porch with his guitar, just hanging out, playing a little bit on his guitar. And he had a lot of coon dogs, I guess for hunting. Yeah, yeah. He had them pinned up behind the house. Isn't this like where he's like, he's sitting there playing the guitar and then just out of nowhere. He just got this weird feeling. Right, yeah, just an uneasy. Yeah. And that's just like that other story. He just got this weird feeling all of a sudden. I wonder, like, if... I don't know if it might sound weird, but... Do you think, like, the werewolves could, like, have that power to, like, give you an uneasy feeling before they show up? Or is it your body naturally getting an uneasy feeling before something? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But he stopped playing, and he just sat there and listened. And then he realized everything else got quiet, like the crickets, frogs, whatever, the dogs. Dead silent. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the dogs came running around the house. Well, usually... they were pinned up. Okay. So, I guess maybe they broke loose. Like, they got this feeling, too, and they wanted out. They wanted to go see, you know, what this was. Well, normally, like, especially, like, when the woods and stuff goes quiet, it means, like, there's a big predator around. Yeah. He said there was no way the dogs could have gotten out of their pen. So something was, like, maybe after them, or they just figured a way out yeah they wanted out so he sat his guitar down and started to get up and then 
he saw... Like out in the distance or something, like the street light just... I don't know, like kind of shined light on this creature, like with this white stringy hair. And he was just kind of frozen because... It's almost like he wasn't believing what he was seeing. Like, kind of like I was saying, like when I was seeing it, like he was just frozen there. Like, what am I seeing? Yeah. And then he said it let out a cry. Well, I mean, that would make sense because all these stories, they're... um, They'll hear some kind of scream. Some kind of scream or, or cry or something. Like a high, he said it was like a high-pitched scream. Yeah. And the hair on the back of his neck stood up. He said the thing took after him and his dogs, but he was so scared he couldn't even move. Like he was just paralyzed. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that when I saw it, I was inside, and it wasn't like focused on me because I feel like if I was outside and I ended up being frozen and it saw me yeah but he said this one was white you think there's an albino one I mean I don't see why that's not a possibility because there's other albino animals out there yep so this thing comes after him And then it stops right in front of him. And at this point, he knew if he didn't move, this thing was, you know. Was it like toying with him before it was going to like... Probably. Attack him? Yeah. He said at this point, he knew if he didn't move, this thing was going to get him. So I'm sure he's like sitting there like terrified. Yeah. He was up on the porch. And then, like, the guy, I guess he's, like, right inside the door? Like, that no. close? No? He's outside. He's still outside? Yeah. So and then he... this thing came up on the porch, but he hits the railing and kind of stumbles, so he took that time to run inside pushed the door open and ran in and then he could hear it walking on the porch so he's it's almost like this thing's waiting for him yeah he's hunting him that would be terrifying yeah he was trying to close the door but the rug was in the way Oh my god, my heart would be racing and he kept so pushing bad. And pushing the door, trying to get the door closed, and you could hear the thing outside, like getting closer and closer. I mean, at that point, I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, like, you're sitting there trying to fumble the door to get it shut with the yeah. rug. Yeah. And I guess what he finally was able to he get. He finally the... got the door closed, locks it, and then he could hear creature's claws like scraping across the wood like the porch Hmm. there was a small window at the top of the door and he looked out to see if the creature was out there and then started hearing these screams that rattled the glass in every window of the house oh and just think, you're inside, okay? And I feel like if that werewolf would have was able to think about it or attempt it, it probably could have got inside. I gotta move Todd. He's gonna get mad. Nope, he didn't. <laughs> but that thing probably could have got inside if it would have thought of a of a way how to. Yeah. It's probably just messing with him. Like well, yeah, because... Toying with him. That other story, I mean, that werewolf just busted into that cabin, no problem. Yeah. So it probably could have. Yeah. And it was probably just sitting there, like, doing that, saying, yeah, if I wanted to, I can get inside there and get you. Yep. He said it was walking on two legs. But okay. But it could walk on all fours. 
So I wonder something. I wonder when it's like in like hunting mode. Yeah. If it's on two legs. Yeah. And then when it's not, it's just kind of like just grazing or whatever. It's on four. Mm-hmm. He said it had like human-looking hands with razor-sharp claws. And then he noticed his eyes were red. I mean, like, what would you do? I don't know. Get into the attic or the basement or whatever it had. I don't know. This guy is inside his house. And his family was in there. And they were all sleeping. And they didn't wake up to this? He didn't know why they didn't hear it. I guess he didn't... He never woke them up. He just sat in the living room with his rifle all night. Well, he probably didn't want to go upstairs and then risk the chance of it. Yeah, freak them out or the thing get inside and... Yeah. So he sat out there all night just waiting for this thing to come in. And he was ready. But then the sun started to come up. And he realized he didn't hear anything. He was quiet. So, like the other story... It probably left because the sun was coming up. Yep. So he went out to look around to make sure it was gone. And he found pieces of the window screens that had been ripped out of the windows. And his guitar was unharmed. Well, that's nice of him. (laughs) But it had slime on it. Like slobber. <laughs> slobber. Slobbered on his guitar. <laughs> yeah. Man. He said there was tracks all around the house, like it was just pacing, like circling the house all night. And then the dog pen had been ripped apart. I hope the dogs are okay. Well, I think they went underneath the house, right? So. Yeah. Maybe it just. It didn't look for them because it... Maybe they ran off. I don't know. Maybe the werewolf was too focused on the guy. Yeah. But he thinks it was attracted to the tub of guts that he had out. That makes sense. I mean, that's going to lure anything in. Yeah. How, How about the deer that was hanging? It was gone. The deer and the guts, it was all gone. He had licked it clean. I mean, how do you go back to normal after that? Like, as far as, like, people, like, obviously him lives, like, out in the country. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's a hunter. Do you think he's ever went out and hunted again? Um, I don't know. I wouldn't. He said if he hadn't already eaten the deer, he probably would have tried to get in and to get him. Okay, so he was like already eaten. Yeah. And so he didn't have that big appetite like I need Yeah. food now. Yep. I don't know, that's got me wondering because like for me, even though I witnessed it, um, I didn't like going outside after that at night. But hunting like deep into the woods, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that'd Especially be something that I could yourself. do. Well, that's what I mean. And I get like, yeah, you're a hunter, you're armed. I'd be paranoid. But there were stories in the past that even armed people, mm-hmm. the bullets didn't phase this thing, so. Yeah. So there's another story in Jefferson County. Okay. Sounds like either this thing's like moving around. Like or there's migrating or something, or there's them. a lot more of them. Yeah. So this guy and his friend were driving home. It was about 11 at night. And this was in a residential area. Oh, wow. The house is spaced some distance apart, but... Not so much of a country setting. No. They were on a two-lane highway, 
okay. no street lights or anything, and there wasn't really a lot of traffic. Okay. And it's not heavily wooded. There's some trees and fields, but... So we got some trees and we got some fields, but other than that, not really... Just more like suburban. Yeah, I guess this is around the Smoky Mountains. Okay. Yep. So they were driving down the road, and they said this thing sprang out and leaps across the road like like it's nothing. Oh my god. He said it was like a dog, but bigger. Running on all fours. He said it was the color of a deer. So it wasn't black. It was like brown. Okay. With a huge like dog-like head. Massive shoulders and like a really small waist. See, and that's like the other descriptions. Yep. He said it was huge, like as tall as a cow. Like on all fours, like its back. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like a dog type creature. And so far, like all of these descriptions that everybody is kind of saying is like resembled like to the next one, you know, like um, the shoulders, the height, you know, the only thing that kind of differs is like the hair color. Yeah. Okay, so I got a story that um, I'm going to go ahead and read. Okay. And we'll see what happens. Dun, dun, dun. So it starts out, my mother, grandmother, my two younger brothers, and I were driving back and forth between Dixon and Waverly, Tennessee, which is about kind of where White Bluff, uh, Werewolf Springs is. It was summer vacation, and my grandmother would visit family in those areas. I'm the oldest child and usually was the one awake in the back seat as we drove around. I noticed what I thought was a brown bear on a ridge 250 to 300 yards from the road. Now, there are black bears in more like eastern parts of Tennessee, like yeah. the Smoky Mountain area, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're more popular over there. So I thought this was a find to see a large brown bear that far in middle Tennessee. I spent a large amount of my youth in nature and am sort of an amateur biologist as an adult. I love animals and the outdoors. I say this to let it be known. I know a wolf from a fox and a badger from a beaver. Mm-hmm. This bear, quote, unquote, was sitting down on the ridge and watching the traffic go by. Mm-hmm. I noticed it was very large and unusually muscular. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it wasn't a bear like yeah. I saw. Its back legs seemed way too long Mm -hmm. it was sitting more on haunches than the usual bear way yeah bears typically splay their feet out in front and sit on their butt yeah its head seemed large and oddly shaped for a brown bear too as we drove by I remarked to the adults I was seeing a bear and of course nobody looked I also noted that as we drove by it seemed to be looking at our car Hmm. its head was shaped a lot more like the huskies we were raising than a grizzly to me it turned its head and the profile was spot on for a large husky to my 12-year-old mind. We were driving no more than 45 miles per hour, so I got a pretty good look at this thing. In fact, we traveled back and forth on that stretch of road over three or four days, and about the same time 
Every day, I know I saw at least three times in total in the same area, and it was doing the same thing each time. What the heck? I guess just sitting there watching traffic, you know? He's bored. (laughs) It must, yeah, it must have liked to watch traffic. (laughs) I attempted to point it out every time, and I recall my mother and youngest brother saw it briefly. Of course, we all thought it was an odd sight, and it had no clue it was anything other than a bear. The memory of its odd shape, strange location for a brown bear, its odd movement. See, it didn't move like a bear. It moved like a dog. When it turned its head or body, it crawled on all fours more like a primate mixed with a great cat than a bear. My young mind just chalked it up to a strange but a normal animal. But I've never been able to fully rationalize it as a bear. Fast forward to about 2015, and I am now well aware of what I saw. Thanks to a show called Dogman Encounters. (laughs) I can put this odd sighting to rest. So, I mean, like, everybody that has seen these... It's all the same description. It's the same description. It's the same shape, for the most part. The only thing that kind of is kind of different about it is hair color. But, I mean, I don't know. And what I saw. So, I mean, no matter what, I'm I'm a big believer in it because I saw one. Yeah. Uh... I wish I would have been there. But, like, whether or not you guys believe it, I mean, that's up to you. Um, I mean, I believe it. Once once when you see it, I mean, and you just, you don't question anything anymore. you kind yeah. of just like, oh, yeah, I know what you're saying because I saw the same thing. Yep. I think that might do it for uh, tonight's episode. Um, if you guys want to join us next week, um, we let them know what we're doing next week or just kind of leave it as a surprise it's a surprise surprise okay well in order to find out our next week's episode you'll have to tune in Um, I appreciate you guys for listening have a good night bye